2: Welcome back to the GG Over Easy Podcast. My name is Blue Weslow here with the one and only Robbie underscore V. So glad to have you. I know you have a busy schedule. Uh, you know, we were thinking of guests and we were like, damn, we gotta get Rob on here.
3: Yeah, so I, I thank you guys for having me. It was a really cool podcast. It was really cool to talk about the day before the part the card pack opening stream I was a part of and some of the video game awards stuff. So thanks, man.
2: Yeah, it was pretty huge uh, we talk a little bit about all of those things uh, huge card pack pulls some insane ones on fruit ends uh, uh, we got um, tons of video game award stuff we talk about some of the winners mostly talk about all the new stuff that got revealed and what we thought of it and we do spend some time talking about perhaps the strangest game to come out in the past couple of years the day before which is I don't even know how to talk about it. We don't anything. know what it is. And we do talk about the GTA 6 reveal and how we're feeling about that. So if you're interested in all that and more, stay here for the podcast. Stick around. Yeah. Stick around, y'all. Angie has made it easier
0: than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, That's A-N-G-I dot com.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the GG over easy podcast. That's all for being patient. Sorry we missed last week. It was kind of crazy with the whole pack opening stuff,
2: which is probably what we'll start with. Um, I'm so jealous and also amazed.
3: Yeah, uh, Yeah, dude, it was a lot of fun. Um, when I like so Dado had warned me and Sydney. He goes, hey, like. Would you guys be interested in coming to the card pack thing? This is probably loud. Uh, God it must have been around like GCX yeah. or uh, like whatever it's called. Yeah, GCX. GC. Um, and I was like, hey, like, would you guys be interested in coming for like the pack opening? We're like, yeah, that sounds like really funny. He goes, I'm going to warn you, though. It's a lot. And, you know, Sydney and I are like,
2: oh, like like
3: whatever. Easy so,
2: peasy. We're just, opening yeah, so, We're just opening cardboard.
3: Yeah. So Sydney and I. City and I fly out Friday morning. Um, and the stream is on Friday. So we get there, but we get there around 10. And I wanna say we start opening packs sometime around like one. Um, and we start with Pokemon, obviously. Um And again, I'm not too familiar with the Pokemon cards. Uh, but we open up like I don't think we open up like anything crazy in the Pokemon packs. Um like, there wasn't any like cool Charizards or full arts or anything like that.
2: They, they, Pokemon nowadays tends to like even out the rarity. Yeah. So there's like a better distribution of like fairly decent like price cards. And then, yeah, there's still like that chase that's like 200, 300 bucks.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, and I, like, I couldn't tell you exactly like what we opened, but, um, like, I, I know we opened up some, like, Scarlet and Violet packs, um, Mm. some 151, a bunch of other packs, too. Uh, But what I really liked is when we moved on to Magic. Now, I'm not really Really? familiar with Magic. I don't play it. Um, I tried once on, like, their online client, and it was really confusing. Um... But man, they had some cool art. But the coolest one was Sydney and I really liked was the uh, where the Lord of the Rings one.
2: Oh yeah, uh, the Lord of the Rings one went hard.
3: Yeah, those were really really cool. And I had like a ton of good luck opening um, the magic ones. I opened up a ton of like dragons that were really rare. Some of the art was really cool too. Um, but Sydney opened up. Uh, it's really cool. I think they're called like poster cards, which they made like the the cards almost look like a poster. If you want to look it up, it's called um, the one ring to rule them all poster foil. Uh, that was probably like one of my favorite cards. Anybody opened any any that day? I think it goes for around like four to five hundred bucks. Um, there Christian also opened up another poster card. I think it was an Aragon uh, poster card foil. And there was one more poster card that somebody had opened that was. Oh really, yeah, really those cool. are
2: sick. Yeah, they're if like, you wanna like look they yeah, they look like band like touring posters.
3: Yeah, they're really cool. Like the one ring to rule them all one is like probably like my favorite card, anybody. Yeah, ever. those are
2: sick. Holy.
3: And like the foil on them was really, really cool.
4: So like um
3: Though so that was probably like my favorite. We obviously didn't open the one to rule them all, um, because somebody had already done that.
2: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent.
3: Um, trying to think like what other kind of cool cards we, um, yeah. So, um, oh, and then Dado had moved us on to, um, a Kickstarter segment. Oh, we opened Yu Gi Oh cards blue.
2: Oh, I didn't um, see that part. Yu Gi Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, Yu Gi Oh's a confusing ass. Card yeah. game to open.
3: We did open up Yu-Gi-Oh. I couldn't. I forgot what set it was. Um, but we hit nothing. Like, and Dad was like, "That's it. I'm done with Yu-Gi-Oh." Every time I, every year I buy Yu-Gi-Oh, don't get it. It's
2: it's it's Yu-Gi-Oh's. Yu-Gi-Oh's one of those card games that like. Konami. It's one of those like apps, like See with Pokemon and Magic, like they get away with, um because they have a system where like the cards rotate out. They can like continuously like have interest in new packs. Yeah. Whereas with Yu-Gi-Oh, right? The like the the price of a card is completely based on its gameplay. Oh. Uh, uh
3: we opened up 25th anniversary rarity collection. Ooh, <gasps>
2: that's, that's not a great collection unfortunately. Yeah, that's
3: that's what we had that's what we were about opening. And like what I really didn't like about Yu-Gi-Oh Especially that set, I don't know if it's normal for Yu-Gi-Oh. Only five cards came in that pack.
2: They, they do. Um, whenever like those, you know, those rare, like I'm assuming, like almost like pretty much all the cards were like oh, some type of holofoil, right? Yeah.
3: Most of them, like, were like, um, um,
2: and I don't think like we got like anything from that. Yeah, card the list here Yu-Gi-Oh we... cards usually like with the anniversary packs and stuff. It's like reprints of really cool stuff. So like if you play the game, it's great for you. Cause like you want playable cards, but if you're a collector, Yu-Gi-Oh is not really like a good collector, like a collect cool cards type of game because it's like, because Konami pushes everything to, we need to sell more packs. We need to make yeah. overpowered cards. You anyway, know, they got a power creep, make the game faster cause they don't have like a, a rotating ban list. Yeah. So, like, it's like in Yu Gi Oh, there's like maybe like one or two hits, and they are absurdly rare in like a massive, massive pool of cards. Especially with yeah. the 25th anniversary. Like, yeah, you get some nice, pretty cards that like make you feel, oh, yay! Like, I got a pretty shiny card. But like, you have to get a really specific rarity, a really specific card. I think the big chase was like the Ash Blossom and Joy Spring. Yeah. But it's like not every Ash Blossom Enjoy a Spring is the pull. It's yeah. The ooh, the quarter century secret. Where Yu-Gi-Oh is a terrible collector's game, unfortunately. So, which is why uh, I'm waiting for Rush Duel.
3: So unfortunately, I think Dado said he is done with Yu-Gi-Oh. He's I, putting get it. It away for, I get it. The way I um, get it. Card openings. Um, we also got to open up some Lorcana, which I was really excited about.
2: I. I love the Lorcana cards. I just hate how they're Giga Scalpers paradise.
3: Yeah, that's like the the only the sad part is is like it's super scalper. For those that don't know, Lorcana is Disney's uh, card game.
2: Beautiful and, cards.
3: Um, I think I have some right here. Yeah. Yada was really cool and like gave us a gift for coming there and he gave us like our own Lorcana like booster box essentially. Um, and it came in with like these cool, like obviously like promo cards or yeah. whatever. So for those that kind of want to see what they look like, this is uh, this is like the Mickey Mouse one.
4: Oh. My headset is all. So this is kind of what the lore con is Woo. like. Gas. Yes. Oh, it has like the signature and- too.
3: Yeah, so th- that's what's really cool about it. It like shows like um the artist's name on there and stuff.
2: I love the I love like the the full art ver like versions in Lorcana.
3: Yeah, so they they did a really good job on this on these cards and you know, as I grow a little bit older, um I kind of turn into one of those Disney freaks or Disney adults. Not like to that extent.
2: Oh, it's dope.
3: Um but it's really cool and like I really like the I just really like how the card pack looks. and This is the one I was probably like the most interested in opening. Mm-hmm. Um, don't think we opened up anything too crazy from Lorcana.
2: The, the great thing about Lorcana is it's such a young game and it's like people are ravenous for it. That there's a lot. There's a lot of like big pull cards. Like yeah, from a money um, perspective.
3: Let me see what the best.
4: Opens from that is no TCG, probably have it. Um, the so rise of the frostborn or floodborn, so market price that thing, but Seattle's really cool too. Like, uh, I really like seattle I That was like my first time go to to seattle one day, being there 100%. Um, so
3: I guess Alice was the best one. Arthur. Oh, no, that's. Thing here. Okay. Cinderella, I guess, was the best. Hercules Beast. Um, God, I don't think we opened up any of these banger ones. <coughs> I think the best one we opened from this that I can remember, I think, was the Fairy Godmother. That one mm. is
2: uh, $6. You didn't yeah, open, so like, didn't... any of the base set?
3: Uh, yeah, we did open the base set. Um, I think that's what the first chapter, yeah. Um, what we opened up a
4: chapter, um, got
3: Elsa. We did not pull that Elsa card,
4: yeah. Um, that's a big
2: one.
3: I think the best, oh, I think Genie was the best we pulled. The Genie Ooh, on the job, nice. all tart, yeah. It was really cool um that set was really really awesome but like you said like a booster box from there goes for like 180 or something like
2: that. yeah so there's most of the cards have some type of like value just because eh, people are ravenous for Lorcana.
3: yeah and then speaking of ravenous um we opened up probably one of the most one of the most hyped sets i think uh coming out recently at least like in terms of like how expensive some cards can be we opened uh some one piece uh cards that have the gear drive or whatever on it. Um
2: oh yeah, the one the, the one new- piece is pretty hot right now.
3: Yeah, the newest like set basically. Awakening of a new era is what uh that set was called. And that set is very expensive. Some cards even go for like two to four thousand dollars in that set. If you open up like the gear five Luffy Um, whatever. Um, that was really cool. Unfortunately, we didn't open up anything really that cool from that one. Yeah. Um, we opened up some, um, uh, Kickstarter, uh, cards, which is probably like, honestly, one of my favorite segments is Datto basically took like, looked up like the top eight, uh, Kickstarter PCGs that were being kickstarted, obviously. And he ordered a booster box from every set. Um, some of them being like alpha sets and stuff like that, and there was one of them called Spellcraft or something like that. Um, I'll look it up. Um, but that one was really sick. Um, that's where we opened up the one of the most expensive cards, Kickstarter.
4: Um, wasn't shard bound something
3: like that though um it was really really cool um apparently sydney had opened up a card from that that i believe was worth around like two thousand no it wasn't i think it was like almost nearly a thousand dollars or something like that but basically it's like this kickstarter alpha box that oh sorcery that's what it's called sorcery uh it is a TCG contested realm uh that had six thousand backers and raised about five million uh new zealand dollars. I don't know why it's a new um but we had
4: opened find that card we opened from this. Um
3: it was Alpha cards, yeah, because that was a cool part. Dado had, Dad had like these booster boxes that were like alphas and betas, and it's just kind of scary though when you're opening all this and you're like, hmm, I wonder if uh this is good. And it's like, I have no fucking idea. Um, okay, so yeah, Sydney opened up a philosopher stone that's worth about like four hundred bucks. Um, this had a lot of hits in it. Um, this and Theos Foil. Um, that was worth like $215. Um, that one had like the biggest hits. Um, the craziest one, though, um, was from Dragon Ball Z.
2: And this, I watched this one live, and I I didn't believe it when it was pulled. I was like, no way. There's well, not that I didn't believe he pulled it, but it was more so I didn't believe when you talked about the price of it. I was like, "Holy yeah. shit, dude!"
3: So, don't know what the the set is called. Um, the movie, maybe, maybe it's evolutions or maybe it's miscellaneous cards. It's a, I don't know.
2: Dragon Ball Super, uh, TCG for anyone who is unaware.
3: Oh, the Dragon Ball Super T TC- that's why I'm not. I
2: don't know. Yeah, I don't know the sets or anything. I- I'm pretty out of the loop on Dragon Ball. But um Mr. Fruit pulled a Super Saiyan 3 Goku uh f- what is it, Fate of the Universe or some shit? It's,
3: okay, found it. Um, so the set is Dragon Ball Super CCG Power Absorbed is what the set is called. Okay, okay. Um, he opened up a uh Super Saiyan 3 Sun Goku universe at stake hologram. Um, and this card is currently last sold for $1,900 and uh, $1,916.
2: So $1,916. And on it's currently list. on sale. The lowest right now that you could buy it for is $2,000. 500 doll hairs. Oh, yeah. And that's
3: not like, um, that's just like for like the card. That's obviously not a graded. not even graded,
2: like not even so graded. If,
3: and dad was obviously going to go and get that graded. If a, a, a 10 of that, I don't even know like what, I mean, I, I wonder if there is like a, a BCG 10.
4: Um, but yeah, that was easily the
3: highest pull that anybody ever got. Uh, It's worth about $2,000. Okay, so here's a Gem 10 uh, from PSA uh, for $4,500 on Google or on eBay, which is insane. And if that's a BCG or BSG, I guess that's like they grade harder or something, Dado said. Um, That's that it'll probably be worth around 5000. God. Damn. Yeah, seeing that like it kind of like made me realize like I haven't even seen somebody in CS:GO pull something that's that expensive before. Like I think the most expensive thing I've ever seen pulled in CS:GO I think is my field tested um De- Desert Hydra and I think at that point it was worth like 1600 maybe 1800. So this little piece of cardboard is the biggest Gamba hit I've ever seen in terms of just kind of having fun and ripping Eesh. cars. over. I, I could not believe that. And then, like, it's so funny watching the clip, too, if you look back. Uh, Christian, like, opens it and goes, ah, it's the wrong arc, though. <laughs> like, and Dado looks at it like, are you sure? I couldn't believe it, man.
2: Um, I don't even think, I, I bet you anything Fruit saw and didn't quite believe it. He probably saw, like, that it was, like, that hollow, like that. And he's when Fruit sees cards, he's looking for, like, you know, like, the big, over-the-top. Whereas this one is a little more...
3: And, and, like, the crazy thing, like you just said, you're looking for over-the-top. The cards in these sets are insane. Like, they look wild. Like, it's, like, gold on there. They do a really good job at, like... Making the cards look very cool and fancy and golden and, like, uh, like, one of the coolest cards we pulled, at least it was, like, my favorite art-wise, it was, like, Super Saiyan Goku, Super Saiyan Trunks, Super Saiyan Vegeta, um, all on the same card, like, split into force, all doing, like, a Kamehameha, and that card was so badass, and it was worth, like, $3.
2: Better give you that serotonin
3: it was sick. uh, it was like easily like one of my favorite sets um that we had uh that we had done the The cards in that are super sick, and uh put it in comparison, the secret like rare of the Christian one that he opened is
4: worth four dollars
3: So Man,
2: um, cards are cardboard. I- Hardboard cutouts are nuts, dude.
3: Yeah. So that power absorbed that we opened, uh, it, they're selling booster box on there for $700. Like, which is, oh, that's 12 booster boxes. Okay. 12 booster boxes. One booster box is $45. Okay. That makes a little. Dato had us open a $700. Um, but man, what a time it was. Um, Trying to think if there was other crazy highlights. Dado did open a little bit of CSGO. Nothing, obviously. Um did hit literally anything. Um and Um And the crazy part was we did that for about eight and a half to like nine hours. We still we still had cards. Like Yeah, and even and like-
2: and between how many people? Six people? Like that's
3: Yeah, six people. And Oof. like so I had a camera and like what I wanted to do was, you know, give a perspective of somebody still kind of going through each card type of thing and same with Dado. Uh Danielle, Claire, Christian, and Sydney were just ripping. Like, you know what I mean? Like they like they weren't weren't going like slower. Yeah, anything so, like that. so like, it's so
2: not like, like you had everyone going slow. You had Yeah. You had you only had like you and Dado doing the nice, you know, the presentation, yeah. but everyone else was ripping.
3: So, uh, yeah. So it was about eight and a half, nine hours. It got to the point where Sydney was like, "Holy shit!" Like that was like, like we did that, and I was like, "Yeah," and I was like, and, and Dado goes, and we didn't even put a dent in it, cause like, and then he like slams the table with other cards he was gonna plan on opening and stuff like that, and Sydney was like, "Jesus Christ." Um, it was just a ton of fun though. Um, I hope there's a next time. Um, Datto, um, also got, I think like 40 cards graded through the year. And, uh, uh, unfortunately did not have a single 10, um, in any of the cards he got graded, which was a little sad. Yeah. uh, A lot of nine fives. Um, you know, obviously on a BSG, he said, uh, getting a 10 on BSG is very hard and difficult to do. I guess they're the, the toughest grader, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else noteworthy during the pack opening that I can remember in terms of cards. I know Dado's probably going to have some sort of YouTube video that goes through each card and their value and all that kind of stuff. Pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for
2: this short ad break.
3: Um, but big shouts out to Dado and Danielle for hosting us. We did an escape room too, uh, which was really fun. Gotta say, kind of hard doing an escape room with Dado and Danielle and Claire and Mr. Fruit because they're all ginormous experts in, yeah. escape room. So it got to the point there where I felt I was, uh, Sydney was doing really good too, uh, in terms of like solving stuff. It was me that was like, I don't know what to do, you know. I don't want to step on any, like, toes here. Like, everyone seems to have, like, their own kind of puzzle they're working on, and I don't want to, you know, confuse people. So, you know, uh, I'll kind of just, you know, float around. Um, but the rooms we did were, like, really, really high quality. Um wasn't a very linear escape room, which I liked. It was kind of like you can kind of find your own path to kind of solving it um and then the next day we went to the marketplace where they throw the fish and all that kind of stuff uh i had the greatest clam chowder in the world which you guys all know is my favorite food um it's put every other clam chowder i've ever had to shame um oh dude the worst part though so cindy and i have a flight at four o'clock and we want to have fun and go and hang out in seattle so we hang out in seattle go to the aquarium and we leave around like 220, 230. Um, and our flight leaves around four. So we get to the airport around, I want to say, three o'clock. So our flight boards are probably like 30 minutes. Um, and we look at online and it says like, oh, like TSA isn't bad, it's only like 10 minutes. And we're like, oh, okay, so we're like chilling. Get to the security line, bro, 45 minute wait. And it's not just like 45 minutes. That's like a soft 45. There's fucking capping on that thing. Like it's like we sit in that thing for about 10 minutes and it's not moving. And I look at Sydney. I was like, we are not making our flight. And Sydney and I had to sign up for clear uh, to get through security because I guess there's like a separate line for clear. Uh, So we had to bust our ass out of the line, sign up for a free trial for clear, get into the clear line, have to wait a little bit again. We were those people at the airport where we were like, like just sprinting, uh, like to our gate. Get to our gate while they're boarding, like group three. And I, I'm literally like stressed all the time. because I don't fly like that. Yeah, like I'm yeah. always like a relaxed flyer. Get there about forty five minutes before my flight. Board. And flying like, stressed is
2: one of the worst feelings in the fucking world. Yeah, especially like flying back
3: home, like. Flying to a place and kind of being cutting it close and like, you don't get it would be like, well, shit, I guess we just go back home. Like we're in Seattle. You know, like we got, like I'm
2: Uber. trying to get home.
3: And bro Ubers are just out of this world, out of the Seattle airport from the Uber to Dados, which is, I don't know. It was like about a 30 minute drive, uh, was about $80. Uh, so missing our flight. And also, um, I was a baller on a budget this trip. Uh, we got them basic economy, baby. We had that basic economy life, which is basically like you only get a backpack, no carry on. And basically, like, if you miss your flight for basic economy, uh, you don't get refunds. You don't get anything like you bought basic refund. You bought basic economy, bitch. Like you ain't getting your money back. Uh, So that's what I was really stressed about. It was like, oh, my God, we're going to have to buy a fucking flight out of Seattle tomorrow. That's going to be outrageous. The only reason we were able to come on this trip was because we got basic economy tickets and they were fucking cheap. Um, so that's what I was freaking out about. Barely made it on the flight. Um, but then we got home, and that's all that mattered. And we had a we had an awesome time. Uh, so big shouts out to Dado and Danielle for hosting us, uh, and taking the time. Um, we all had a ton of fun, and hope there's the next year. Uh, hope I'm not forgetting anything.
2: I hope I make it. I want to go next year.
3: Yeah, it, it's a ton of fun. Um, I hope to see, like, anybody. And, I mean, like, because, like, that was the thing. It was, like, Jesus Christ. Like, maybe we actually need to, like, get more people do here. We need more, uh, do we
2: need a DattoCon?
3: Yeah, like, so that's what it kind of was. It was, like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is kind of getting to the I point we, where it's, like.
2: I think we need a DattoCon.
3: We need a whole, like, all hands on deck type shit. I think we need a Datto Oh, Con. and then uh, big shouts out to Brim. Um, I have unfortunately been stuck with the stigma that all pitbulls are mean and scary. Um and Brimstone uh totally like threw that stereotype on its head uh and is a very sweet and loving dog. And kind of one of those dogs that as I leave, I kind of get dog fever type of thing. How'd free like him? Good, dude. Like he's just a good little he's just a good boy, man. And like he wears little jammies, which is so cute. Um, and he loves just like laying on people and stuff. He's, a, he's just a really sweet dog, he's a genuinely uh, like a good soul. And uh, I love Brim, he's a really good dog.
2: Yeah, Brim, um, is, uh, Brim is another dog I really want to meet one day. He's adorable.
3: Um, in other news, um, Blue, we had the video game awards. Um, we wrap did. Up. Uh, I think we did pretty good on our pick I'm sure we all picked Baldur's Gate and all that kind of stuff to win.
2: Yeah, I, um, I really wanted Tears to win, but I was I, I definitely saw Baldur's Gate winning. It was it was pretty much a, a, a fight between those two. But I will say um, I'm a little surprised uh, 2077 won the ongoing game. I feel like we need a new category for like best expansion. Is like Cyberpunk. Is it really an ongoing game? It just right. A I thought the same thing. So I think we got to like separate the ongoing game. Is if we're talking like, like ongoing, ongoing game, like, I think that, that game of like, sucked
3: ass. Like, and now it's like good. Like, yeah, is that I, really ongoing? When I think of
2: ongoing, I think of like like the you know the Genshin's, Final Fantasy, Final you know, yeah the MMOs, uh, the Honkai Star Rails. Maybe they're not my favorite games oftentimes, but like you know like games that have patches, games that are like. Updated every couple of months, you know, a live service live type, service is type games is what I think of ongoing game. So, versus like, I don't really think it's fair to you know, when it comes to like an expansion, which is like you know, years in the making for cyberpunk, right? So, yeah, it, it's different. I, I think they definitely like have a better descriptor or better category. I don't think it's not like I'm saying uh 2077's expansion was bad. I'm just saying the the it's more of an issue with the game awards. The ongoing game descriptor not an amazing category in my opinion.
3: Yeah. Uh like you said, it's just kind of like a like well, it's a, a single player game that all of a sudden, you know, has has been ongoing just because it's been bad like i don't know like i don't think they ever would have considered themselves an ongoing game it was just weird i agree it was
2: definitely weird uh, the player's voice uh, cool, cool that's cool oh yeah. we had so many cool announcements i'll just quickly over like some of the cool ones yeah. uh adaptation yeah. last of us wicked um uh indie game got, more, Stars. got
3: a new dlc Ooh, God of War Gotham. That literally DLC came out well. like four days ago, apparently.
2: Um there's so many Hideo Kojima Jeff was like Jeff is like just all, 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 all over that dude's meat. And I get it. But like, bro, stop doing tricks on the glizzy in front of the in front of the world. Hideo got on stage and was like, yeah, guys, uh I don't know what the fuck I'm making, but it's gonna be cool. And then he brought out Jordan Peele. And Jordan Peele was like, "Yeah, y'all. I don't know what the fuck he's making, but it's gonna be cool."
3: Yeah, basically,
2: exactly. And Jeff was and like, "Oh my!" Yeah, uh, 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 like watch oh.
3: me do it backwards.
2: Like, <laughs> watch me cup his balls on stage, y'all. I'm gonna be wrong. I fucking love Kojima, but he got on stage for like 15 minutes, and they didn't talk about anything. I was like, okay. And then everyone else gets on stage, like, "Thank you so much." Uh, wanna thank
3: all the studio. All right, get off. Yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah, five seconds. Yeah. In. Uh, the um, the yeah the Valhalla announcement was sick. Um, what else did they announce? Sega, Sega's coming out with some big games. Sega, uh, K- Sega went and went into the swinging, saying like, yeah, we're we're making six games. Yep. Jet Set Sega. Radio, Crazy Taxi, <sighs>
3: Taxi, and yeah. Shinobu Shinobi, I think they're called uh games.
2: Um, um, I'm so excited. We saw uh Monster Hunter Wilds. Which um, I saw the clip of uh, Crusader
3: I, snoring, homie, and uh, uh, I saw you put him in a put him in a spot, dude.
2: Because <laughs> the Wilds thing was like after the Apex shit, where like Apex got like the Final Fantasy Seven collab. Oh, was he? Yeah, oh, and crew was like doing tricks on Apex's Glizzy, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, this is sick. For but then transaction type. But shit. then we like, have Monster Hunter Six get announced. I like I fucking love World, and so I've been waiting for a. Uh, the next world game which is wilds basically looks like monster hunter world 2 it's monster hunter wilds and crew was just like snoring and i was like damn bro go back to apex the best fucking content you got in the past year is a buster sword from cloud you cuck get the fuck out of my <laughs> face bro that was crazy but i'm so excited for Wilds. it's gonna be dope I'm so excited! Yeah, uh, um, what else got announced? Also, Shit. a
3: new Dragon Ball Z game, Sparking Zero. They um, they
2: did show off Tenkaichi, I think, at Evo, uh, like a really short preview. So seeing more, okay. seeing like gameplay of this and stuff was super dope. I'm, I always love seeing a new Tenkaichi.
3: Uh this game Rise of Rosen, uh Ronin I thought looked really cool. It's a new PlayStation game coming in March. Thought that, that looked, looked kind of sick.
2: cool. was this game, uh, it was like The Last Berserker. That one looked really cool. Yeah, I was, that one I was, did look I was, really one, interesting. I was interested in that one.
3: Uh for those wondering what Ito's uh game was called, it's called OD. And basically it was just people screaming into cameras. So don't really don't really know what that
4: looks it was, like.
2: It was funny because he also didn't even show off uh Death Stranding 2. Which he talked about last yeah. year. It's like, yeah, we're working on a new game. It's like we'll have a Death Stranding 2. Any news on that? He's like, don't worry about that, y'all. Not a big yeah, deal.
3: So, uh, what? Death Stranding what?
2: Death Stranding 2. He announced it last year at Game Awards and we don't even know anything <laughs> about it.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Um What else we got? What else? there's so much. Yeah, there oh Ooh, the And st- we'll kinda we could kind of touch on this real quick. Uh E3 is now canceled because of the video game awards, I think.
2: I mean, um, it it kind of it's unfortunate because like E3 definitely was one of those super sick places to just like really bring everyone together and play games and like show games off and and the and the you know the keynotes were dope, but like as time goes on it's like increasingly hard to show off a lot of games year after year. And like every studio has just gotten used to like doing their own announcements. You know what I mean? Like Sony has PlayStation direct Nintendo does. It's it's uh you know, it's Nintendo directs. Um, You know, Xbox does its showcases and game awards is just a way easier format because They're doing game awards and the other half is showing like, hey guys, like if you want to show announcements, like this is the time to do it. So there's no pressure on the studios to show up, but if they want to show up, like, what a place to do it, you know what I mean? So it's just a better format for for all the major publishers. And having all the publishers come together at E3 was already such a big ask. So I, I I, it's definitely like a it's it's sad because like E3 was was for a long time it was amazing and in like the past couple of years it's gotten you know like it's it's definitely like felt like a shell of its former self especially like in the yeah. COVID like going into the COVID area E3 really felt like it was like on its last legs yeah so uh
3: because, like, back when we were kids, Blue, or, like, I would say, like, teenagers, man, like,
2: man, you couldn't wait for
3: E3, man. E3 like,
2: week, dude.
3: Yeah, it was literally, like, I remember, I mean, Christian taking me to E3, like, it was literally, like, a dream come true for I know both of us. Like, just being able to, like, go to one, it was literally, like, one of the coolest experiences ever. Um, But, like, like you said, like, after experiencing it, it's like, man, do we, like, really need this? Like because at that point it was still like close to the public and stuff like that. It was like, this is like, I don't know. Just doesn't seem like the way to like get your game out there in the best way possible. Like, it seems like there's way better ways. And now we know, uh,
2: the, yeah, the, this the studio is just like really adopted the, like, we'll, we'll, we'll show you when it's fucking ready whenever we feel like it. And like at our own pace and, Game Awards is, unfortunately, just a way easier format for people to, like, you know, hop in. It's like, with yeah. E3, it's like... I also imagine E3, like, from an investment standing, right, is a lot of pressure on, you know, the big companies. Yep. And then you go to the Game Awards, and it's like, we don't have to do a big presentation. We don't have to... We don't have to get, like, like force a bunch of reveals. We yep. don't have to...
3: Hire a host to, you know, don't gotta like, hire a host, host don't a gotta, yeah,
2: don't gotta set up a big presentation. Like, we could just do that on our own time. And oh, we got the game awards too, we could just ship a trailer, uh, show some gameplay if we feel like it, you know, to Jeff, and that's it. Like, it's just easier. So, yeah, it's, it's sad, it's sad having this big, big convention of everyone coming together, but. You know, um. So uh, different times. Uh,
3: and with other announcements, uh, Blade, a new Blade game was oh, announced. I, creed,
2: I damn near cream my pants.
3: Yeah, Blade is Blade is gonna be really cool. Uh, like you said, Apex Legends and Final Fantasy 7 are having like a like a skin collab. I guess. Um, I'm not sure if like final fan or like apex is going to be in final fantasy but I, I know final fantasy will be in apex you know i don't know how uh, that's going
2: Speaking of final fantasy we uh 16 revealed its DLC and then dropped DLC like the the night of i think of really? game so that was sick um uh
3: the no man's sky developers uh showed off their they're new making game, a new uh, game. Light, light no fire
2: which, it looks um, sick, but I'm kind of scared because it's like, I've been here
3: before. I see. I've been here before. Like Exactly. like uh, Final Fantasy 16 Echoes of the Fallen DLC. Yep. yep. Uh, the finals um, got released, which is Which uh, I cool. have
2: seen a lot of people really enjoying. This is a game. Yeah, the finals is fun. This is a game I didn't expect. When I saw the finals, like, when it was coming out, I was like, oh, this is a cool game, but I didn't think it would... Ha- For the time being, it, it's... It's it's really popular, and I didn't expect it. So, um, I hope it keeps doing good, because people seem to be having a really, really fun time. People really seem to like the format. Uh, I do like the concept of... of, like, using what you're given instead of, like, you know, tailoring everything... To, like how you want to play. It's like no, you gotta. Yeah. You have things you gotta like work with. Everyone plays with the same tools. Like you gotta make it work. The the light heavy medium uh, concept is really cool. So,
3: uh, Mr. Pruk got his announcement. Uh, skull and Bones officially coming out February sixteenth. <sighs> I don't believe twenty twenty four. After is a, uh,
2: this is a Chat GPT day before AI generated marketing scam. I don't believe this game's real. When it comes out, and it comes out, if it comes out, I will believe it. But until then, this is a day before scam. You can't tell me otherwise. I do not believe this game's real.
3: Um, Warframe got a DLC. Uh they showed off a little bit more of the Black Myth Wukong game, which, which looks is a, which looks very interesting. You know, I'm very excited to kind of get that game. It looks very like, you know, Dark Soulsy meets Chinese mythology type game, which I'm all for. Um, there's a new custom for Fortnite mode, uh, Rocket Racing, uh, Ooh, I, yeah. which I haven't tried yet, but I've heard that's a lot of fun.
2: Have you? Pl- how do uh, we could talk about this after? Because this is wasn't a Game board announcement, but um, yeah, the all the all the, all the new a- stuff coming to Fortnite is super huge.
3: Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, it's looking like about it for me. Uh, Hellblade Two. I know everybody liked a lot of the Hellblade One games. Um, trying to see if there's anything else that is worth Persona Three Reloaded. Would it, I've, that one's for Sammy? I, I know Sammy's got to be hyped about that.
2: Oh, there was this game from like the Life of Strange devs. I I don't know if this is a hot take. How many times can you release the same game? over and over because they were like showing it off and i was they're like from the life is sh- the creators of the life is strange and i was like damn this is like the same game again again i was like i've seen this before like this seems so familiar and they're like from the creators of life is strange i was like yep that sounds about right no shade to life is strange guys i hope you guys are doing great over there but like i'm just like damn like people really like this lane and i'm just not one yeah. of them
3: Pardon your regularly scheduled
4: podcast listening for this short ad break.
2: Ever tried
3: to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've all been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up, it's about switching it up. Fume takes your bad habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that just does that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. I love how this thing looks. It's beautiful and real wood. The shape of it is so cool. And I look cool using it. So if you want to be like me and break your bad habit, start the year off right with the good habit by trying fume.com slash gg and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off whenever they use the code GG to help make starting the good habit that much easier. So make sure you guys check it out in the description, tryfume.com slash GG.
1: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Um,
3: so, yeah, um, that was pretty much the Game Awards. Um, and oh. I kind of transitioned into what blue... Oh, go ahead.
2: One last thing before... There was this game called Exodus that they showed off. It was from, like, ex-Bioware devs. Uh-huh. It was interesting. It was okay. more... It was just,
3: like, cutscenes... Got you excited for it.
2: It was it, well well no, the gameplay was actually kinda cool. It was like um Oh. It, it looked like a looter shooter type game and and the characters, like the role of the like your characters and like the faction of people I guess you play as are the travelers. So everyone was like, Oh, the traveler destiny and I was like, guys, stop Kill yourself.
3: We just started.
2: <laughs> it just got revealed. Nexus looked really cool. I I'm kinda interested in seeing uh what they do. Uh, and then, um, Ikumi Nakamura showed off this game Kamuri which was really sick. And then they showed off the the Dead by Daylight spinoff. Shout out Br- Bryce, which Did looked
3: kind of, which you, looked pretty cool. Okay, you sounded hesitant. I thought you didn't
2: like it. it. It looked cool, but like I'm not really like you know that you know that's not my craziest, not my yeah. not my genre. Yeah, uh, I think that was about yeah, that's about it.
3: Um uh I know you're about to ask um Fortnite um yes. had a big update. Huge uh, last update. Time we were here. They
2: basically released two new games in the Fortnite universe.
3: Yeah. Um which I didn't really know when you open up Fortnite it looks like Roblox now. Where basically well I mean I don't really know what Roblox look like but I kind of understand that like people could make their own tiny put games in there and all that kind of stuff with the engine. It seems like Fortnite does that now, too, where you can basically create a map and put it on like the front page of the store or whatever, and people can play it, and you can make money from it. Um, Fortnite Lego um, might be, right now, one of my favorite survival games uh, that I have played in a very, very long time. I really feel like it's kind of what Minecraft needed to better itself, because at one point um you know csgo was the only tactical shooter that like did anything and valve was content in that and didn't have to update the game or fix the game or anything like that and then valorant came out and it was like oh shit like we got to update our game and make it cool we're losing players and i kind of hope that's what lego fortnite is going to do with minecraft you know minecraft they're like hey we introduced a new flower and everybody loses their fucking minds um while meanwhile lego uh minecraft is like uh, by the way, we just hot fixed everything. We gave it uh tools 30%. Like they're hot fixing the game every day. They're listening to players. Um, they're patching the game every day. It is a fucking blast. I'm having a ton of fun with it. Um, if you have kids, you've always wanted a game with your kids, but like your kids play boo-boo keys type shit. This is boo-boo keys, but it's a good kind of boo-boo keys. It's kind of like a Pixar movie where like, you know the kids get a lot out of it but you know the adults find the underlining themes and are like wow this is like really hitting and that's how i feel about um this lego fortnite it's a ton of fun uh, have you tried it at all blue
2: i haven't tried it i kind of hopped with the boys because i saw you guys streaming it um yeah dude it seemed pretty cool i'm not like crazy into like the the new wave of like survival games um but this one seems fun it seems like uh valheim and minecraft had a baby yeah that's kind of what it's like really and so I definitely would try it but yeah seeing everyone have fun with it it definitely made me want to give it a shot so I probably will here next week or two Uh,
3: something we haven't talked about and kind of forgot about we got the GTA 6 trailer
2: oh man and dude this trailer let me to. I watched it and I was like okay sick but like this game got like how many views this game got like
3: I think it got. I think it broke Mr. Beast's record like four, of like
2: fifty million views a day or some shit like that.
3: Yeah, I think it was like, like it fifty was million insane. views in twenty four hours, and I think that like beat the old record of like Mr. Beast or something like that.
2: Like this game has this game has a hundred and fifty million views right now. Like, That's crazy. Like people talk, people talk a big game about a lot of studios, but no game has the cultural like just. Just, just like pulse, just finger on the pulse of what gets people excited, like Grand Theft Auto. Like Grand yeah. Theft Auto is just one of those games that, like, it's one and of those like games. You said, it's almost
3: like a culture thing. Like, it's not even a game. It's, it's like one of those games of that culture. goes
2: beyond gaming. You know what I mean? It's one of those games that, and dare I say, the only game that breaks out into like the mainstream culture of like, like everyone knows Grand Theft Auto. Everyone yeah. knows Grand Theft Auto. Everyone knows when a new Grand Theft Auto game is coming. My mom knows about Grand Theft Auto. She was like, oh wow, a new Grand Theft Auto trailer. I was like, mom, what the fuck? How did you know about it? She's like, it's Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is like that game that just like is beyond, it just breaks out of the gaming shell every time it comes out. Like you can tell me a lot of games do a lot of things, but like you know, it's still in the video gaming sphere yeah. of like you ask a normie like, what's Fallout? A random random person on the street's not gonna fucking know what Fallout is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's What's the Last of Us? Random person on the street's not gonna know what The fucking Last of Us. is. Well, I mean, they might now because the show is gas, but it, but like on the merits of the game alone, Grand Theft Auto just does something that no other game does. It just yeah. breaks out, and it just, like, it's like, yeah, we're here. I was so excited, and then, like, I saw the coming in 2025, and I was yeah, like, oh. was-
3: Ah! Because ah. we all know that's going to be holiday 2025, ah, so. fuck. Yep. We got two years to wait, um, but it's going to be so sick. Uh, I just pray. I pray. Little and little enthusiastic if you ask me, but I hope we get a PC um port uh at launch, not even a port like its own kind of thing. hopefully I pray. I'll probably have to update my computer for that um, but I pray we'll see if we I pray get a for PC. my computer,
2: but hopefully I have a PS5 by then because I don't think my poor computer would be able to handle the melt that this game is probably going to bring upon my system
3: um. Uh, Real quick, Blue, before we uh, end the podcast, I know you're kind of on a tight window here. Uh, We talked about it a little bit before, um, but just after four days, uh, the day after disastrous launch, not only was the game bad, the studio closed and said we miscalculated our capabilities. Um, So, for those that don't know, um, a game uh, that's been a little bit of a controversy with Meme, not only its promises or what they said the game was going to be or the fact they got into a legal case about font. Um, how do you say their name? Fantastic. I'm going to guess that's how you say the uh, studio's name. Uh, they put out a tweet that basically said, today we announced the closure of Fantastic Studios. Unfortunately, the day before has fi- failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. We invested all our efforts, resources, and man hours into the development of the day before, which was our first huge game. We really wanted to release new patches to reveal the full potential of the game, but unfortunately, we don't have the funding to continue the work. It's important to note that we didn't take any money from the public during the development of the day before. There were no pre-orders or crowdfunding campaigns. We uh, worked tirelessly for five years, pouring our blood, sweat, and tears into the game. At the moment, the future of the day before and prop night is unknown, but the servers will remain uh, operational. We apologize if we didn't meet your expectations, we did everything within our power, but unfortunately, we miscalculated our capabilities. Creating games in an incredibly challenged endeavor. Or creating games is an incredibly hard endeavor. We're grateful for everyone who has supported us during these difficult years and it has been, fan- been a fantastic journey the past eight years. Uh, And then they kind of list the games that they put out. And uh, basically, I don't know how else to say it. It looks like almost like a studio did a rug pull from people. Uh, No,
2: this looks like this looks like a, a, this is like the, the, the final scam. This looks like the scam. And like they did the scam. And now this is the epilogue of the scam. Like they're not done scamming. I don't even believe this is a studio that has like, many employees you know what i mean like i think this is a meme game what i saw of it doesn't even look like like um it looked like a student project it looked like because the way everyone was talking about even on game Dev twitter they're like yeah like most of this stuff is just like almost all of this is unreal engine store assets and animations and like you know like basic like they like presets that are built for you i think one person said like the only thing that looks like they made it themselves was like the nodes to loot and that was about it so i don't know all the greater details of it but i feel like this game was a massive scam i feel like they got their money Oh, uh, i got i feel like they got more than what they expected because of the hype of the day before of like is this game real or not what kind of meme is this they got a lot of attention, and now they're like, ooh, too hot, too hot, too hot. Uh, we're closing the studio down, guys.
3: Yeah, it, it, it's something I've never seen before. Like, I have some stats here. Um, so somebody in Russia had like, tra- uh, like, looked into like, this, uh, the game and how much it sold. It said, the day before sold one, uh, 109,000 copies globally after refunds, in parentheses, but fell out of the top selling charts almost immediately after the launch. Um, um, one of the investors of the game says today we will work with Steam to open up refunds for any players who choose to make a refund. And apparently, out of everybody who's bought the games, there's been a 46% uh, refund claim from players. Um, and I don't know if you guys watched Mr. Fruit play it, um, or have watched his video on it. Um, that game is a two-pack of ass. Like that game sucks ass. I'm even surprised it got to that point um so it is it, truly like you know give us this is almost like cyberpunk like no man's sky i'm trying to get games that like came out and were just really bad and then the studio just going yeah like are like we're not like updating anymore we're just taking the money and hopefully you don't like refund it because this game sucks uh truly one of the oddest things in gaming i think one of the ever- did you end up playing it at all
2: didn't play it didn't play it yeah, at all neither. because I didn't really have an interest and I, I just smelled the scam. I just smell the, this just feels like something that exists as like a marketing oh. tactic to see if yeah. they get people to buy it. And if you'll buy it, cool. People and for those it.
3: that don't know Steam's re, oh, go ahead.
2: That was it. I was, I was shocked. Like uh, they popped off.
3: Uh, for those that don't know Steam's refund policies. So you guys may ask like, oh, why don't people just uh like get a refund? um it's a little different um so for steam specifically if you play the game for more than two hours you're not eligible for a refund steam looks at that as basically like the cap period of you being able to ask for a refund um and the day before is the kind of game where you need to put a little bit of hours into it to probably you know like oh i need to do this for a little bit to like get to the center you know get to what's the good stuff so I'm assuming more people—I'd probably assume probably 20 to 30% of people that played it probably played it for more than two hours and aren't eligible for a refund, even though the game isn't being updated anymore and the studio is now closed. So now a lot of people—I don't know how much they charge. Do you know how much they charged in the store for it? No is idea. It a $60 game? Yeah, I, I don't know how much they charge for it. I mean, 40 to $60, I would assume. Um, but yeah, the game is ass. Um, you, uh, if you've played it for more than two hours, I think you'll be eligible for a refund at some point. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I have just never seen that before. it crazy.
4: Like, I mean, damn. um, they scammed yeah. and they got, they got away with it.
2: I respect the hustle.
3: Um, but yeah, that'll probably do it for the podcast, uh, today. Uh, we have a little bit of a time crunch here. Uh, so we won't be able to get to Q&A. We'll do a long Q&A next week. So make sure you guys get your questions on the Could Patreon.
2: We're going to do all of them.
3: Um, Blue, appreciate you uh, coming in uh, and, and chilling and hanging out. Uh, so we will see you guys all next week for our Christmas episode. Um, Very big one. Yeah, it's going to be fun. A lot of uh, Christmas cheer um, for you guys. Uh, love you guys.
0: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I
2: dot com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.